Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrell from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Welcome, welcome. We are back. Uh, it is 48 minutes. Brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com, where you can check out all of our articles, listen to all of our uh, podcasts, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We do have a new podcast up. It is a team preview about the ever-popular Charlotte Hornets, and that is with our good friend Claire James and Tim Daniels. Tim Daniel. How do you not know this yet? <laughs> Tim Daniel, Tim Daniels, both of them. Uh, We're both there. Yes. Claire, Claire is a, is a writer, uh, or is a podcaster uh, with Lockdown Hornets, so check her out. And I am joined, as always, by my better half, Ben Brown. Always complimentary. Thank How's you. How's it man. going, my man? It is going well, man. Awesome. Good to be here. Awesome. I'm hanging with you. We both got a beer. You know what I mean? Just, just kicking it. We're kicking it, you know. So that's a good time. We're gonna start where we always like to start: NBA Twitter. Gotta love it. Got to. So, one of my favorite things on NBA Twitter this week—just <laughs> knowing how funny it is—was KD and CJ McCollum. KD versus CJ McCollum, I should say. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, very interesting for many reasons. Okay. <laughs> KD goes on CJ McCollum's podcast. Yes. That is a weird sentence to say out loud. It's very odd. Because I imagine CJ McCollum is also drinking a beer, hanging out with his friends recording the podcast like we do. Oh, there's no doubt about it. (laughs) I mean, there's no kind of professionalism probably at all. You know, they're just going crazy. You know, it's a couple guys hanging out in a room and they call up Kevin Durant and he says, sure, why not? Yeah, let's do it. I just watched, there was something on ESPN about CJ McCollum. Um... ESPN, like the the app, it has it has this weird series going on about sports, and that sounds crazy, I know. Um, <laughs> but it was talking about like skill, and it was maybe a half hour, and it featured just CJ McCollum, and it talked about how, with no disrespect intended, he like wasn't that skilled. He just trained for a certain amount of time, and eventually became really good. Um, so it's worth checking out. They, they say in there, like, if you train for, I don't know what it is, 30,000 hours, eventually you master whatever you're trying to do. True. So, um, that was cool. So it kind of gave me some insight into CJ McCollum, uh, and kind of how he grew up. So it was really funny then hearing immediately the next day that him and Kevin Durant were at war. (laughs) Kevin Durant went on his podcast and said... You will never win a championship in Portland, I believe, was was, uh, was what he said. I was the words. Um, which is fine. I don't think... I think when you invite Kevin Durant on your podcast, you, you should expect honesty. That's and, true. Uh, Kevin Durant has not been a guy that is, has ever kind of hold punches. or Right. He's never been a guy that has not spoken his mind. So if you invite him on your podcast, you have got to realize 
that he's going to say what he feels and he's going to say what he means. And either you accept that or you just don't have Kevin Durant on your show. And I'm into it. I, I love it. I love that he's got that personality. I mean, he got ridden so hard for going to Golden State and not being, you know, being a guy that goes to that team and does well and plays well. They won a championship. They wrote him the whole time. He doesn't care. I mean, he's going to speak his mind. He's going to be who he is. And that's kind of how he is. So when you invite Kevin Durant on your show, I mean, it's like Siegfried and Roy. If you play with the Tiger, at some point, Tiger's going to bite you. You know what I mean? That's like, it. Right? Guys, you know, that's kind of how it goes. So yeah. you play with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is probably about as real as it comes when the NBA. Oh, for sure. And he always speaks his mind. And, and there you go. That's it. If you... If you want anything else, you should have reached out to one of his burner accounts. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so uh, I think it was Big Cat Barstool, or, or one of one of the Twitter personalities reached out to CJ McCollum and um, asked if the B word was still in play, referencing Kevin Durant. Now, in my household, we try not to use the B word. It's a, it's a, a micro transgression towards women, so we yes. try, to, try to hold back on it. We stay away from it. So... C.J. McCollum's response I still think the B word is harsh and shouldn't be used he knows the decision was soft but I respect it it's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang and you should have beat them by joining the gang wait <laughs> by a gang you should have beat then joining the gang okay so he he is basically saying Kevin Durant uh, watched his brothers get jumped by a gang and then joined a gang Correct. Kevin Durant's not cool with that I wouldn't be cool with I it. I wouldn't be cool with that either. Um, and calls him a snake, which is my favorite thing. That Kevin Durant <laughs> is on Twitter calling someone else a snake. I, after he heard that all year last year. So the memes started flowing in to the of responses. Um, but on it, it, it got better and it got funnier and more childish once Kevin Durant showed up to Team USA. Right. Then he... Reacted how I would say a fifth grader would react um, by saying, "I'm not mad. He's mad. No, isn't he mad? He's, right. No, he's mad." Right. Um, it's really weird, though. I think I'm on Kevin Durant's side. Uh, I am definitely on Kevin Durant's side. Um, Tim, producer Tim is giving producer us Tim <laughs> just gave me the stank eye. I don't know. I'm sorry. We don't say the B word. First of all. Uh, you don't come on this podcast and start disrespecting other people. You guys were in like, my house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Good, good statement. Yeah. True statement. Uh, I don't know, man. Saying saying that he was a gang member and turned on his brothers is kind of harsh. And I yeah. like that. I like that Kevin Durant just made it so like. So you're saying that I joined the gang and I beat up my friends, right? Just making it so literal yeah to, to see how dumb it sounds right um but i'm actually i'm team kevin on this one yeah i i think that you have to put things into perspective um i, I wouldn't have taken it kind of that road or that route that just seems kind of odd but um i definitely have to agree with you i think kevin duran is is kind of in the right there i mean we've we've had this discussion a million times um the decision's been made. He's won his championships. He's on that team. He's by far their best player. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let it go. 
Okay, I'm like, why do we keep bringing it up? And oh yeah, you trade teams. You're, we get it, okay? Like he, he it, it's gone. It's over. <laughs> like, like he's got a couple rings. He's right. good. Like, right. like let it go. Like, I agree. Just, I don't know why we still discuss it. I agree, man. I think, I think it's going to be until he goes to his next chapter. Let's yeah. call it until uh, until some of that will quiet down even more. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Unless he goes to the Lakers, Kevin. Unless he plays with LeBron. I mean, it's, LeBron texted him. Hey, LeBron texted I'm, him. I'm telling you, that would have been crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, my my sources tell me. Just kidding, I don't have any sources. But, That's fine. But you know, uh, until he makes his next decision on where he goes, I you know he's going to be a snake and a cupcake yeah, all the time. Which is but fine. he's a cupcake winning rings and Finals MVP. That's right. So I'm okay. I'll with tell you that. what. Snake isn't engraved on the finals MVP. It, it sure says is. Kevin Durant. It says Kevin Durant. And it has for the last two years. Absolutely. And that's all I would say. My rings tug me different. Exactly. <laughs> so, sticking with NBA Twitter, this is this is the theme today. Yes. NBA Twitter. Did you see LeBron's new show getting picked up by HBO? I did see that. It looks great. It, I'm telling you, and I don't know if these are all ideas flowing from LeBron. Um, or he just has a great crew around him. But he's had several, like, even his game show that was on NBC. I didn't see that. Oh, it was excellent. It really? was awesome, yeah. It Better was than a- Snoop Dogg's game show? <laughs> <laughs> that got a laugh out of producer Tim. There we go. That got a laugh out of producer Tim. Um, yes, it was definitely better than uh, Joker's Wild. Joker's Wild. Or his cooking show with Martha Stewart. Snoop Dogg's cooking show. Shaq's got a bunch of shows. Shaq has his own Shark Week show. Shaq's yeah. got his own chicken show. I'm pretty sure if you, you throw any amount of money at Shaq, he'll do it. He's going to do it. Goldbond, I'm Gold in. Goldbond, I'm in. Uh, what is it? The General. Uh, the General, I'm giving it to me. LeBron doesn't. LeBron doesn't. Pay, pay patches, I'm good. Let's Icy roll. hot, baby. Icy hot. Don't forget about stealing Kazam. Oh. Uh, that was a dagger. That's a, that's That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Um. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, it kind of is what it is. I think the show looks great though, man. It's yeah. it's star-studded, right? It had Snoop Dogg in it, which I love to see. Yeah. Um, I heard Carrie Champion's going to be helping out with it. Okay. Love my girl Carrie. Shout out to all the women in the NBA. Um, I don't know, there was just... Uh, Draymond Green was in the barbershop. Yes. Love some Michigan State represent. So... Um, Save it, Tim. Um, so yeah, producer Tim's on fire tonight. I will definitely be excited to watch that. Um, I hope I hope that HBO does more stuff with the NBA. I like their stuff that they did with Bill Simmons. Yeah. Um, while it wasn't anything groundbreaking, it was definitely entertaining. It definitely had some cool spots um, where you got to kind of peek behind the curtain. Yeah. In this last one, though, they talk. Uh, in this last preview, LeBron is talking about his son and how. He like almost wishes he didn't name Brownie Jr. Oh, just because the burden and everything. So again, I, I like just knowing that LeBron, um, Draymond, and Snoop Dogg and and other people are all hanging out and just having these real talk. I mean, like what it's we're doing right now, right? absolutely. Just just shooting the shit and like just talking. Uh, I don't know. That that seems like a good time, and I'd like to I'd like to see behind that curtain. Yeah, I I think that. Um... 
anytime you get an opportunity to be a fly on the wall in those type of situations, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, because I, I think even though it is a television show, those guys get real with each other. I oh, mean, yeah. and they're explaining life and, and, you know, LeBron sits down and talks about, you know, his kids and that's stuff you don't see every day. And everybody right. else discusses their issues and, and angst and problems. And it's stuff that you don't get an opportunity to see all the time. So I think that uh, it's going to be good. But no matter what LeBron touches... It, it kind of turns to gold. I mean, it's it's always going to yeah. be he's going to be a he's special. He's got a new comedy thing. coming. You know, he's yeah. got yeah, he's got some other stuff coming. He's got some other things going. And let's be honest, that's part of the reason why he wanted to be in L.A. Oh, I mean, for sure. He's going to carry that, and he wants to be in that entertainment entertainment realm, and that's where he is. I mean, you got a taste of it from uh, Trainwreck, absolutely, and and needed more. Yes, yeah, he's. You can definitely tell he loves being in front of the camera. Um, of course, he's been in the limelight since he was 14. I mean... Where are we at with... Does anyone know where we're at with Space Jam? Is that happening or not? Last I heard, there was a trailer, that's supposed to, a teaser that's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. I heard that... I heard a rumor that, like, LeBron was supposed to announce, and then, like, two minutes after he announces what team he's going to, they're doing the Space Jam trailer. And that was before he signed with the Lakers. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm saying all this while I'm looking at Tim's collection of Space Jam memorabilia. <laughs> I just realized that. That's nice. That is pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. What is... Uh, uh, can you remake a great movie like Space Jam? <laughs> Absolutely. Mean, like... I would have no issues if they remade Space Jam. I would have none. I mean, it's a cult classic. That's fine. It's almost like... I almost feel like it's Caddyshack or Caddyshack 2. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Like, you can't. Caddyshack was such a a great movie, and then they did Caddyshack too. I, I just, I don't but, know. Okay, you're saying this as a grown adult with kids and everything, Correct. right? When did Space Jam? When, when do you remember watching Space Jam? Uh, I was a. You were young. Don't don't mock my age. I think I was. It was ninety three. I was one. It was 97. 97. 97. I, was okay. a, I was a senior in high school. Perfect. So you were in high school still. Correct. Okay. And what did you think of the movie? I loved it. Right. Loved it. Okay, so this is a movie that is geared towards a younger audience. I mean, it is literally Looney Tunes. Yeah. Right? It's geared towards a younger audience. A younger audience watching this movie with well, LeBron? It'd be killer. It might not be the movie for... Maybe well, it's because I'm an old head. It might not like, be for Ben Brown, right? <laughs> that's fine. Maybe because I'm an old head and I remember the original. And that's and that's great. You still have the original to watch. I and do. you can enjoy it. The DVD. And the new young people will love it. And they'll dab on it. And they'll tweet fire <laughs> emojis about it. And it'll be great. There you go. So I think, that, I think they could make a new one. I think that there's... Yeah, I think that... Especially with like social media... Yeah. There's such a following of athletes now. That's true. That I think it would pop off. Oh, it'll, yeah. I mean, Uncle Drew made, what, $80 million? What was it rated? And, uh, PG, I thought. Was it rated PG? PG-13. Was it PG-13? Okay. To, producer Tim is now looking up how much today Uncle Drew the movie has made in the box office. Producer Tim, you're on the clock. Still haven't seen it. I have not seen it either. But... I would see it. Oh, I wouldn't, yeah. 
There's a movie theater within walking distance of my house that... <laughs> 43.3 million with an $18 million budget. You know what? That's not bad, though, with only an $18 million budget. 43 million is pretty good. Okay. Um, and that, again, another one Shaq was in. Uh, you know, another Shaq You didn't movie. even have to call Shaq. Shaq heard someone was doing something. <laughs> he ran to the set. Gimme. That's 65% of I'm ready. Just call me Shaquille. <laughs> Put me in the movie. It'll do millions. <laughs> All right. So, other stuff I saw on NBA Twitter. I saw a tweet. Okay. That ranked the top five players at each position. And this was a tweet from from no one in particular. No, I mean, it was a, it was a basketball Twitter um, that has 128,000 followers. But it's not like your Bleacher Reports, your SB Nations. Right. It's not... Not like a real entity per se. It's kind of just a fan blog. Right. But they did the top five players at each position. And I thought, this is a fun one. This is, yeah, I like this. This is a good time. So I tagged you in it just here in the last uh, 33 minutes ago I tagged you in it, okay? <laughs> so I gave you plenty of time to prepare. Absolutely. Plenty of time to come with it. Right I want to know your top five players at each position. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and start with... Point guard. Okay. There's a couple people that are a lock that we're not even going to discuss. Okay. Who are you, who are your what are what are you? Curry is a lock. Lock. Absolutely. That's a lock. Uh, Russ. I mean, he's he's easy top five. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Kyrie almost feels like a borderline lock, but I'll just I'll just lock in Curry and Russ. Okay. So you got three to play with. Who's um, out your top five? Uh, Kyrie is definitely a lock for me. He's in there for me too. Um, so your your final two. Uh, man, I gotta go Dame Dollar. I mean, Dame Dollar is in mine. Yeah, Dame Dollar uh, is definitely in mine. Um, and John Wall. Okay. Um, yeah, John Wall. So that would be my that would be my five: Curry, Westbrook, Kyrie, Dame Dollar, John Wall. So this list, this list ranks them in order, okay. And your list is the same as mine for point guards. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was probably the easiest position group to do. Yeah. Um, but this one had Curry one, Russ two, Kyrie three. At four, it had CP three, and it didn't even have Lillard in there. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, I. It was it was tough for me. Like, do I put Lillard ahead of Kyrie? Kyrie or Lillard? Eh, I'll do Kyrie because he's a champ. Right. Um, but Lillard definitely makes the cut. CP three, I couldn't do it, man. No. I couldn't put him top five. He he is one of my most overrated players in the league. I struggle with him at Ooh. times. Um, he's on. Also, for anyone in my fantasy basketball league, he's on my team and he's tradable. So don't, <laughs> if you so, want him, come get him. So I know I just diminished his value. So please <laughs> stop listening now. Um, yeah, CB three is not. He's not top five for me. Um, he's top eight. I would say. Yeah. Because me personally, I mean, I had John Wall at five, and I would Kimba even, probably. I would go there. Kimba. What about? Um, did you put uh, Simmons? Uh, yeah, Simmons. ahead of CP3. Yeah. Simmons, right? I would put Simmons there. Um, and to me, him and Kyle Lowry are a toss-up. Okay. I mean, that, I probably that, like him more than Lowry. Yeah. If I was playing, if I was playing 2K, I'd probably pick Lowry. Right. Just because I'm reckless. 
but yeah, I'll probably put yeah. them around there. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So number two, who you got for shooting guards? Uh, who are your locks? Is there any locks? James Harden. James Harden. Easy. He's my, my only lock. Easy. Um, I would go. I'd go Jimmy Butler. Okay. I would go DeRozan. I would go Oladipo, and I would go Devin Booker. You're insane. That's that's my. You're pick. a crazy man. <laughs> you, are, you are a crazy man. Call the authorities. You didn't put Clay Thompson in there. No, I, man. I just you put Debo in there. Yeah, I, to me, um, Devin Booker is a better player. I, dude, uh, I'm I'm all in on Devin Booker. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Tim the other day. I got two signed Devin Booker pitchers at my house. Oh yeah. I'm in. Oh, I have I have like no signed pictures of players, but I do have Devin Booker. Devin Booker. I'm in there. I'm in. I'm 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 all on board. Yeah. But Clay, I man, I just what don't you like about him for for a two for a two for a two? What else would you want out of a two that Clay doesn't give you? To me, he just and I don't know if it's just be the product of Golden State of having so many scores, but to me as a two, he is just. Not as consistent as I like a two to be. So, like, Devin Booker to me it has been consistent at the two position enough. Clay to me, he'll have games where he'll go 37 and a quarter, and then he'll have a game where he'll have nine points in a game. I get and, it. But I don't, but I don't know if, but that could be part of. Miles to feed. Right. You got yeah. Miles to feed. Here, okay, so here's, here's who I had in this order Harden was one, Clay was two. And that's the right answer. <laughs> Butler was three. DeRozan was four, which I was whatever. Yeah. And Oladipo is five, and I know that's your guy. Yeah, love Oladipo. I do too. Absolutely. He's on my fantasy basketball team, no trades. Yeah, so. he's, I'm telling you, he's coming. That guy, this past year was his breakout year, and then he's... I love it. He's <laughs> going over the moon this year. They're surrounding him with some talent. Yeah. Pacers yeah. team preview is coming, guys. It is. Stay tuned, because that's going to be a fun one. That will be a fun one. For you. I lo- it will be. That's I love that That's going to be a good one. All right. But Clay Thompson, I'm, I'm stuck on this. He's Is there a better defender in the league at the, at the two position? <sighs> Butler's, Butler's Butler's good. Butler's close. Butler's good. I put Clay... Butler's close. I'll put Clay on there. Is there is there a two guard that plays harder? Again, maybe Butler. Butler, right? Oladipo plays hard. Yeah, that's fair. Oladipo plays hard. So he's one of the hardest working two guards, one of the best defending two guards. And as far as accuracy, I mean, you see this man in the three point contest. Are we counting this year's? Only count only counting stuff that works for my argument. That's great to say. I'm great to say because this year, no, no. So we're only counting stuff that works for my argument. That's how this works, guys. Um, no, but, but in all seriousness, he he will have those nine point games, but it'll be nine points on like three of four three shooting. Or four shooting, right? Um, I don't know, man. I, I, 
I mean, it's not like Clay's like completely. Oh, like I don't think Yam is a bum. As yeah, like he's 25th not. Yeah. In the league oh my god, he, you know. But man, that that one shot. Like, put him down there with Andrew Wiggins. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. it like it ain't that. No disrespect to you, Mister Wiggins, but you know, but but yeah, I wouldn't put him down there. But I mean, he's above Beal. Yeah, above Beal. I'd put him above Beal. Okay, um, Beal would be like seven. Because I would put Beal above Booker on mine. That was a, yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, um, and I do like Bradley Beal. Uh, I do too, but I could see him getting traded. Oh, he's going to get traded. He is that pitch. The picture of uh, going back to John Wall and, and just talking about <laughs> the USA. <laughs> the USA picture. I was going to clean my room. Oh, and then I got high. <laughs> that's exactly. He even had to send a text to his mom like, "It looks like I just got released from jail." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. You look freaking messed up." Seriously, what's wrong with you? Batman needs to show up on LeBron's barbershop show. Yeah, and get himself a haircut. And get a haircut. And a shave. He Please. looked ridiculous. Please. <laughs> that's just coming from two handsome fellas. Exactly. So. Alright, we go to the three. This one seemed like it all fell in place easy enough. Um, LeBron and KD are obvious locks. I would say that Kawhi is also. Yeah. Um, and then I had Giannis and Paul George. Anything you're moving there? No. No. Simple enough. Uh, that's 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 it. I mean, that, that's the meat and potatoes of the of the Carmella? position. Stop that. We'll get to him. <laughs> oh, we'll get to we'll get to Mello. We'll get to Mello. Uh, so that was man. easy. LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Giannis, and George. Uh, power forward. Okay, disclaimer here. I had Draymond as a four, and I have Anthony Davis as a five. So these are the rules that I make up. So that's why we're doing it. Absolutely. So Draymond. Um, and Porzingis mm-hmm. seem like they have to stay. Absolutely. These are my don't at me's. These are, is Draymond and Porzingis. The other three felt like you could have picked anyone, and I would have agreed with you. Okay. I I did pick for number three wearing a wearing a Detroit Pistons shirt. I picked Blake Griffin as my third best power forward in the league. When he's healthy, I like that he could take the ball up. Uh, I like that the offense can run through him. Mm-hmm. He could play above the rim if he wants. He could drive the lane. He can kick it. He definitely thinks he can shoot the perimeter shot. Um, I like him. Kevin Love I have the number four. I think that we'll get old Kevin Love back. Mm-hmm. And then LaMarcus Aldridge I have at five, who I didn't realize until today when we were talking about Aldridge. Mm-hmm. You said he was 33 years 33, old. 33, man. He is 33 years old. Holy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he had been in the league that long. I was Me neither. I was kind of looking through it, and I was like, man, he's he's got some years. I mean, and I think he came out after his first year, so. Yeah. I mean, he's got 14, 15 years in the league. Jeez. He hasn't, unfortunately, he hasn't accomplished that much. No, I so, mean, it's some decent, you know, his Wikipedia page will have that he was all NBA a few times mm-hmm. and he was an all star a bunch of times and he, you know, he was whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, his his career is he's a pretty good, he was just a really good player. Absolutely. 
that didn't do too much. No. He um he will go down as one of those guys um that had a really good peak of four to six years. Mm-hmm. Um and then kind of became a a twelve and ten guy. And then he'll retire and nobody will remember what he's done. Um He'll be in San Antonio probably till he retires. San Antonio will not win a ring. Um, so he'll be a guy that kind of drifts away. And It's crazy because I think he's more talented than, like, the Casals. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, talent-wise, I mean, he's right. second to none. I mean, he had a, a, he has a great mid-range jumper. I'm just trying to, like, think of who I can, like, you know, like right. who's kind of similar. But the Gasols have done more than him. Yeah. I mean, they've definitely accomplished more, especially Powell. Powell. Yeah, I mean, he's accomplished a lot. Right. I mean, those years with the, you know, his years with the Lakers. I mean, he was, he was the second best player on that team. Right. So. Yeah, that one's just a bummer. Yeah. I hope he. I hope he's able to accomplish something because he is a good player. But yeah. I just don't see it. So, Griffin, Love, and Aldridge were my three that I added in there. Griffin, Love, Aldridge. If Anthony Davis is a five, then yeah, I think you're. I think that's right on. Um, Nikola, Nikola, or I'm sorry, uh, Paul Millsap. I mean, Millsap was the one. Millsap that, was was the one that was on the edge. Millsap, Millsap. I think I would switch with Blake only because I think that I had Blake three. So would you move Love to three? I would Aldridge move to three. Four. Aldridge to four. Millsap to five. Okay. I've just watched yeah. a lot of Griffin, and I've brainwashed myself enough in the last <laughs> X amount of days that this could, this is definitely going to work. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Like you said, if you get Blake Griffith last year LA before trade to Detroit where he was where he was the guy. I mean, and he had to score and hit jump shots and, and you know, if you get that guy then you're going to be alright. So, not to plug myself here or anything like that, but I wrote an article on, on Blake Griffin and how he needs to be the Blake Mamba yes. for Detroit to have any chance of success. The craziest thing in that article was that while he was in L.A., he averaged less than one three-pointer, less than one three-point attempt uh, in his career. When he came to Detroit, he averaged over five per game. Wow. Less than one to over five. Over five. <laughs> Reel it in, buddy. Reel it in. Hey, so, I'm hot. That's it, right. No, that's, that is me playing 2K, though. For, that is me. I'm like, man, all I have is Blake. That's fine. That's fine. He's taking, taking it up. Taking over. He's got the highest rating on the team. He could, he could jack up the three. No, but if he can if he can reel it in, um, I think it'll be good. I'm worried about... Uh, Reggie Jackson playing off ball if he brings the ball up, but yeah, we'll get into that with the Pistons team preview. I'm sure. Absolutely. So we rounded out with the centers, of course. Uh, like I said, Anthony Davis is a center, so um, he's a guaranteed lock. I'm gonna leave all the other ones untouched. Who you got for centers? Yeah, I got Joel Embiid as two. Lock. Um, Carl Anthony Towns as three. Which you could slide him back further. He's he's kind of disappointed, and I'm very high up on Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I really liked him at Kentucky. 
My wife's a diehard Kentucky fan, so mm-hmm. I have to watch every Kentucky game. And I watched him there. Um, he totally disappeared in the playoffs, so absolutely, which is kind of is kind of shocking. Um, I did have Rudy Gobert as four, and Nikola Jokic at five. It broke my heart not to put Drummond at five. Uh, see, that's I see. I would I would have Drummond in that group. Okay. That's, that, and that's that's me though. Like and I was, that's fine. I think I think Drummond and, and Jokic are like are right there. Right, are right there. Yeah. Honestly, um, which I guess kind of brings me into the next point was the uh, the centers in the league. Yes. So Nikola Jokic is has the the richest center contract in the last uh, last couple years. Andre Drummond's is the next richest, followed by Steven Adams, who I, I like Steven Adams, and I think he's a really good um, third piece. I think he's a great third piece on a mm-hmm. team. But I don't have him as a as a top five or six center in the league. Um, he's got the third richest contract. Rudy Gobert at four. I like I like Rudy. Um, I don't know. There, he, he can... He could be kind of boring, though. Yeah. Just, he's fine. Mm-hmm. And then Clint Capella's new contract, um, which was five, five years. Five years. 80, 80 million guaranteed. 80 million guaranteed. 90 overall. 90 overall with those incentives. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you saw that he signed it? Um, they stole him. <laughs> they did steal him. They stole him. They did. Yeah. Um... If you're ranking centers, I mean, if you're looking at guys who are rim rim protectors, guys who give you double-doubles, I mean, we were looking at that earlier. I mean, he had 42 double-doubles this past year, which, I mean, that's that's a... Just that's over a, half. Yeah, it's just over half the games he's played in. He's getting giving you a double-double. Um, he was... Uh, he finished behind Victor Oladipo, second in most improved voting. He was eighth in rebounds per game, sixth in defensive win shares. Um, first in field goal and percentage. first in field goal percentage is sixty six percent. So I mean, second in blocks. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's got a good good resume last season. Yeah, and you you know, and you're looking at the other contracts that that we're looking at. I mean, the guys you ranked. I mean, you're looking at Jokic is is at. Five years, one forty-eight. You're looking at Drummond at five years, one twenty-seven. Stephen Adams, four years, one hundred, and Rudy Gobert four at ninety-seven. So, and then you put, I would put Capella in the middle of that pack because I believe he's better. Uh, I'd put him in the middle of that pack. Gobert is is a good player. Stephen Adams, I, I mean. You say what you want. I think he's overpaid, but he's right there <laughs> underneath the, the German <laughs> jokage, um, right in there. So I mean, I think they got a lot, a, a lot better deal Houston wise for Capella. Um, but they did a. I, I think they stole him. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's making more than like Nurkic. But he yeah. feels like he should be making a lot more than Nurkic. I mean, Nurkic is making twelve. Okay, he's he's making less than Bismack Biombo. <laughs> let that sink in. Let, let yeah. Then, if you're listening to this, 
No, no disrespect to you, Mr. Biombo. Mr. Big Mac. Uh, Mr. Big Mac, but, uh, yeah. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, I just think they stole him. I mean, mm-hmm. you pay, I mean, that guy is a centerpiece to your defense. I mean, obviously, you know, they don't have perimeter defenders. I mean, that guy protects, protects the lane. Yeah. He's your rebounder. I mean, he shoots a high percentage. He gives you 13 points, 12 rebounds. This was the only bright spot, I think, in Houston's offseason. Yeah. I mean, there was a, the interview what? with... Carmelo? Stop that. There was the interview with, with uh, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, as I've also heard. Yeah. And um, he was on... I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast, I think, where he was saying that Capella really sets it up to be able to do the floor spacing. Yeah. Like, without him... Like the other, all the other pieces wouldn't be able to fall in place. All right. It just feels like they're trying to, they're making up for how badly the Chris Paul. The Chris Paul, they're absolutely making up. It, they needed a win in the contract the, column. Yep, absolutely, and they got one with the Capella one. Absolutely, they they made up for that horrible CP3 contract. What do you think of uh, Mello joining the team? I. I don't know. I mean, you don't you know, think of it. I don't think of it. Um, here's here's what I think of it. If if Melo comes in and accepts the role, um, if he comes in and accepts the role that they're giving him, okay. being a fifteen to twenty minute player, um, if he's a guy that can come in and accept that, if he can accept coming off the bench. Um, if he can accept only playing 20 minutes a game, if he can accept having to play a little bit of defense, if he can accept those things, great fit. Veteran guy, can be a hot scorer if you need one, um, but he's not going to do that. Like He can't, it's not in his DNA to be that guy. Um, it's just not in him. I mean, he he still feels like he is the mellow from Denver. Here's my only... So, yes, I agree with that, for sure. My only issue with it is a few years ago on the Knicks, he really wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad. Um, But I do agree that he he shouldn't be a starter. Now, he had that interview, or the... Yeah, was it the interview where he said that, like, I'll accept my role when I'm ready, which felt weird to me. Yeah. You're not the coach. Right. You're not the GM. Right. It's right. not really your call on what your role is. I don't know, man. That It felt weird to me. Well, that's why I say that. Like, when you bring in a guy like Carmelo, he, Carmelo, like we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago, he's not a guy that's just going to accept whatever. You know what I mean? He's not a guy that's going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to come in and I'm going to get... So, so many shots a game, and I'm yeah. going to be, I'm going to play 30s. Like, he doesn't understand, like, you're not that guy anymore. Right. You're not that player anymore. Accept your role. You have a chance to win a ring on a great team. Accept it. Take your 20 minutes a game. Take your however many millions they're going to pay you, and do your job. That's all you have to do. But I don't think he can do that. I don't think so either. I just don't think it's in his DNA. And it's unfortunate. It is. Because think, I think I think if he were were to do that, I think he'd help them. I really do. You do. remember a few years ago 
how everyone reacted to Phil Jackson. I do remember that. It was Phil Jackson's like, dude, we need to get Mello out of here. Yeah. And people wanted to burn him at the stakes for yep. it. I think if we knew what we knew now and we could go back, we would look at Phil Jackson and be like, man, you're probably right, Phil. You're probably right. You're probably right. You're trying to build something new. Mello's probably toxic. You need to get rid of him. Yeah. But instead, at the time, we loved Mello. And we rode with them. Absolutely. So, that, oh, yeah. that ride just seemed to end so quickly. It did, man. It like, the like... second he left, the, he was in New York. Everyone wanted Mello to get the next chance. He got the next chance, and instantly, it was like, hit the brakes so quick. Yeah. Everyone was like, no, nah, he's done. It was even, hold on, it was even past that, because he left... And in the summer, I can remember him, remember Hoodie Mello. That's it. He's working out. He's getting shots up in hey. the gym. And everybody, Is he going to be able to play with that hood? He's killing it. Oh, and then, like, he got the OKC and it was, like, gone. Hey, Pete, they want me to come off they the bench. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Before was he it. even played a Before game. Before he even played a game. So he was, everything was good when he was in, in New York City. He goes to OKC. There's not even a game yet. And we talk about him coming off the bench. And it just seemed like overnight... We we kind of just snapped our fingers and consensusly said, Mellow's washed. Absolutely. And it's just, it's still weird to me. It is. It is. I mean, I guess it's just because of the fact that he's a part of that great class. I mean, with oh, he'll Wade always be compared to. And LeBron, I mean, and, and Wade's on the downside of that. Sure. But um, I think Wade is more willing to accept his role. As a player as in the a Chinese basketball it, yeah. league, right? I'm board. <laughs> Jeez, don't please don't take that contract. He won't take that. There's he no doesn't way. need to. He yeah. doesn't need. He to. don't need to go to China. No, he needs to sign with Miami. Finish out his. Uh, uh, producer Tim is saying maybe, maybe he needs to go to China. Way of Wade, man, build that brand. It's that's where his shoes are. That's where his clothing line is. That's true. And eh. Tomo Arigato. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, but yeah. I don't know, man. You got family. I, I couldn't. I could just. I couldn't up. Well, just, his kid is sixteen. Right. He's getting ready to go to college. I don't think he can do it. I, I mean, his his kid's got a lot going on because uh, I mean his kid's pretty good. Have you had a chance to see him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a stud. So I think he's got a lot going on here. I mean, his wife, his kids. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he'll do it, but. He's accepted that role of, even when he was in Cleveland, coming off the bench, I give you quality 10, 12 minutes. Yep. I sit down, I give you another 10, 12 minutes, and then that's what that's that's where I'm at. Carmelo yep. just hasn't seen that light yet, and I think that's what turns people off. Everybody else can see that your skills are diminishing. Like, you've got to accept your role as being this, or you're never going to win. What do you think he does next year? Oh, he'll be in Houston. You think so? Yeah, I I think he will Why? because I think that he so let's sees Houston as an opportunity to win a ring. Um, yeah, I think he sees that. Is there any chance that LeBron does this weird one year deals again next year? But the class he brings in is Dwayne Wade and Melo, and those are the. 
tenth and eleventh guys on the team or whatnot. Oh, possibly. Oh, LeBron wouldn't surprise me to do anything, and that wouldn't shock me in the least. Yeah. If he signed Carmelo to a one-year deal, if he signed Dwayne Wade to a one-year deal. he signed him. But, well, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, it ain't, Magic Johnson ain't doing it. That's it. No, that's, that's right, though. <laughs> this is all LeBron. Don't don't get it twisted. You know, Magic likes to be in the press conference talking about that. Nah. And this is LeBron. I could really see LeBron signing him because we know LeBron's not a great GM. Oh, no, no, no. He's not. No. He's undisputed great at everything, but... But, yeah. Eh. T- scouting out talent and picking it out and deciding to give him money. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, he's... Tristan Thompson. Eh. Yeah, he... Yeah. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Eh. eh. Yeah. Like, just... Eh. Yeah, he he fell short of the mark on this, those. Most of the guys have the Lakers signed this offseason? I don't... So I don't have a problem with what the Lakers are doing, though. I don't have a problem with Rondo. Okay, here's what... Here's what I, I know th- what they're doing. I'm right. with that. But the talent itself... Yeah, if you're not going to win... Yeah. like I even like Beasley. But here's the thing. Lance, playoff experience, right? Lance can Lance can teach... Like, give every young player on the team a veteran, okay? For example, Lance Stevenson, you get Josh Hart. Yeah. Don't let KCP... Don't All let right. KCP teach Josh Hart All anything. Right. Lance Stevenson, teach Josh Hart what it's like to, to really be in the league and, and all that stuff. Um, yep. Rondo... You get to teach Lonzo. Yep. Um, who else? JaVale. You get to teach, um, not Kuzma, who, um, uh, uh, Mo Wagner. Yeah. Right? So, like, they have these these veterans that get to teach Beasley. You can teach Ingram. Right. Yeah, I mean? absolutely. So, um, I think it's a good use of a year. Absolutely. And I think, too, that those guys, he signed all guys that are hungry to prove themselves. Um even though Rondo, of course, has a ring, Rondo's always trying to overcome different things. He's always going to take that next challenge. And he's a dog defensively. Big and fan he's of gonna, Rondo. And he's going to give you everything he's got offensively. He's going to move the ball. He's going to do what he's supposed to do. Right. Lance Stevens, as much as, you, he, as crazy as he seems, he's a dog defensively. And he's going he can hit shots. He can. He's a perimeter shooter, and he can do... Anything you ask him to do on the defensive end. Yeah. JaVel McGee, dog defensively. He's going to protect the rim. Now, he is not going to give you 15, 20 points, but he's going to protect the rim. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to run the floor. But that's what that's what Mo needs because, I mean, yeah. just watching him in summer league, and I didn't watch him too much at Michigan because I, right. I hate Michigan yeah. uh, being oh, a Michigan State That's guy, one thing we do agree on. Oh, I hate Michigan. My man. So I didn't watch him too much at Michigan, but in summer league – um, the few games he played, it seemed like he wanted to play from the perimeter in right. instead of the other way around. Right. So I think Javale can even help him with his inside game. Absolutely. Um, so I don't mind. I don't mind what the Lakers are doing I, this year. Yeah. Actually, I don't either. And I, I like I like their signings. So bite your tongue, Tim. Producer Tim. Shh. <laughs> Say anything again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, never once did I say that. If you listen to our shows, I say it again. <laughs> it's goofy. Oh, it's for sure goofy. Oh, it's. Did it's, you see the friends? It's did crazy. You, did you see the? Uh, I do. The, <laughs> <laughs> NBA Twitter is really undefeated. NBA Twitter is is unreal. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. All right, my man. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Absolutely. Appreciate. Uh, Appreciate you hanging.
It's been a good time. Buddy, it's been fun. It's always fun sitting here talking NBA basketball. We both still got a little bit of our beer to finish, so uh, yeah, we'll probably just kick it. And uh, hopefully we get a hang next week, my man. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I can't wait. Be, uh, be sure to follow 48 Minutes on Twitter and uh, to like and subscribe. Give us that five-star review. Five. Five stars. That's it. Appreciate it, guys. See you next week. See you guys.